Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. My name's Troy, joined, not as always, by Big Tasty. How you doing, mate? Hey, man. Uh, yeah, this is... Well, you're scraping the barrel so hard you fit the wood here. Um, <laughs> there is literally nobody else willing or able to do this show today. So, uh, me, who has not watched a main roster WWE show in probably over 12 months. <laughs> well, you've, uh, you've come in at the best time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this is this is a historic week of WWE programming. So, not, so we got, like, the last ever Thunderdome show, which was Raw, and then the first live crowd show, which was SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And boy, were there some differences! <laughs> oh boy, there were. Oh man, it's yeah, it's crazy. It's um, yeah, as you say, it's been it's been a really interesting week. Um, obviously, going back to like crowds, AEW have been doing that now for a couple of weeks. Uh, WWE just transitioning into that this week, and hopefully, we're starting to see the a bit of a change. And I, we picked up on it the other day. We were talking to I think it was to, to Tom Clark on his podcast, and they like wwe came out a couple of weeks and just said well we're, we've got some things planned but we're, we're kind of we'll, we'll start making an effort basically when crowds are back yeah we'll, we'll start trying again when when there's people because yeah. obviously they, they, they're all about the pops aren't they? they want the yeah, big pops they don't want to bring people back who might have come back on smackdown uh, yeah. they didn't want to bring them back in front of like a load <laughs> of tv screens yeah yeah exactly exactly but at the same time it's like well you're not going to get butts on seats unless you're giving them a reason, like in the build-up to selling tickets for these yeah. events. Like, if you've been putting out like pup for months and months on end, what enticement is there for people to come and then pay to see it in a? Yeah, stadium? I mean, but I mean, in fairness, like wrestlers are almost like a resource you have to manage, aren't they? You know, you don't want yeah. people killing themselves in front of no fans. Um, <laughs> true, you know, true. I mean, there was, I don't know if you touched on it in the news, apparently there was, there was absolute fury um, backstage this week because Bailey was injured, like doing, like basically conditioning training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, when, she, when, she, when she's been wrestling full time the entire time, probably didn't need to do it. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. forget, when you're wrestling week in, week out, training is also wear and tear on the body. Um, yeah. And they want they wanted everyone. I mean, I'm sure they wanted Bailey for that first, for that first SmackDown. Oh, mate. But the thing is, out of all the people, and that's not saying no one deserves it, but she carried the women's division certainly through the last 16 months or whatever, uh, this whole pandemic era, Thunderdome era, whatever they want to call it. And it, yeah, it's a real shame that she wasn't there for that first live one in front of the crowd. However, we're hopefully going to see her a bit more, maybe in like, I don't know, a commentary position or like a yeah, backstage I mean, she, thing. She, she can the, still the, do stuff. The, the sort of the gimmick she's running at the moment, like the ding dong, hello, you know, bits and bobs you could do that without having to wrestle which is exactly. fine exactly um yeah i mean and, and to be fair like uh, i'm gonna check my bank and see if if uncle tony's paid me off to be 
terribly negative about everything today. Um, <laughs> even AEW, the last few weeks when they got moved to a new time slot and they, they basically had no viewers, um, mm-hmm. they were very, very... I mean, they still put on like good quality matches, but they were they were very clearly operating at a slightly lower level than they yeah. were when they were yeah, fighting. Yeah, yeah. They have been uh, in July, which has been their sort of stacked month of, mm-hmm. of live shows. So, I mean, you can't, you can't argue. You can't really criticise them not wanting to like bust a gut when, yeah. when 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 like the return to, to full capacity is like right there you know what i mean yeah yeah no i agree i agree anyway without further ado let's get into raw first uh just before we do that if you want to let us know what you thought of raw smackdown or any other show from the wrestling world this week uh, let us know your thoughts on Discord and Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod. So first of all, the first thing I really, obviously, I mean, WWE always agree with this. Uh, they they displayed a little tribute to, to Mr. Wonderful Paul Ondorf, who who yeah. sadly passed uh, earlier this week. Yeah. Um. You know, another another one of those like very much forgotten by the modern crowd because he didn't. He never really stayed in the business, but. Mm. Jesus Christ! He, you know, this, this oh. is built. This whole industry yeah. is built on the back of his his work. Back oh, in the absolutely. Day. There was uh, well, part of the main event of WrestleMania one. Yeah. Uh, there, there was a, a thing that came out the other day. Every member of the Heenan family is now no longer with us. He was the, the last one there. Oh shit! That's, and also that's huge. That's also, sobering. the Hulk Hogan's first six WrestleMania opponents are all dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is uh, harrowing. Harrowing and sobering. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, terrible news. Um, obviously, condolences to to the family. Because we do, we don't get more people like this. We just we just yeah. slowly lose them, and That's it's it's, it, a, it's exactly. a it's a tragedy that you know. Well, it's not tra- I mean, it's an, it's a natural, but it's a, it's a tragedy. It's, it's happening yeah. to all these men. So because he was relatively young, he wasn't seventy one's no age. Yeah, no age at all, man. That's yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, obviously WWE always always nice with the little um with the little memorial plaques and stuff. Um, That's it. Yeah. R.I.P. Mr. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we've got um, Jimmy Smith. He's going to get a bollock and any because he um, <laughs> he referred to the WWE Universe as fans. Oh, naughty. Naughty. Can't be doing that. <laughs> Come on. You don't want to go the same way as Adnan Verk did a couple of months ago where they binned him off after two weeks on commentary. Ooh. Yeah, come on, Jimmy, mate, get it together. <laughs> to be fair, Jimmy's not put a foot wrong in the last couple of months since he's been there. I think he was a UFC commentator or like a sort of like oh, right, sports okay. background. I think similar to like Mauro Ronaldo, where he'd come from, like uh, whether it was UFC or Bellator, but some sort but, of mixed so, so he's just, thing. he's just struggling with the specific bullshit terminology that they yeah. have for everything. Exactly, exactly. Which, you know, when you make someone literally have to learn a second language to come to it, <laughs> you, you can't <laughs> be surprised when they occasionally drop the wrong word. Yeah. Super. As I say, like he's 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 held his own though certainly over the last like I don't know couple of months maybe it's coming up to be there. Like you could tell the guy before Adnan Verk when he was there that he was being very much carried by Byron and by uh, Corey. Corey, I've forgotten his name for a moment. Uh, being very much carried by him, but Jimmy more than holds his own. But as you say, when you you pretty much ask to learn a second language, like oh you can't call them fans, you got to call them this. Oh you can't call it a a strap or a title or it's a, a title like it's, just, exactly. it's, just, it's it. a championship it's championship. not a sh- it's an opportunity it's you know it's that's it it's, yeah i remember that this leaked a couple of like, years back and it was like the literal like you can't call them fights they have to play bouts or matches that's it yeah, um, yeah. it's like oh, it's so much fucking bullshit so much like, stuff like yeah oh man but yeah anyway <laughs> so first match of the night was bobby lashley and xavier woods um we've seen numerous kind of interactions encounters and stuff between uh whether it's lashley and woods or lashley and 
Kofi over the last few weeks. And there's been this whole kind of tease where MVP's trying to drive a wedge between them. Um, and it's it's an interesting story. It's going to be interesting to see where that goes. But the first match tonight is is Lashley and Woods. Um, they had a match only the like two weeks ago, a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Like, but it was yeah, on yeah. Raw. After just, Hell in a Cell, wasn't after it? Hell it was in like, a, yeah, it's yeah, it was like, well, the Cell's still there. We haven't put it away yet. We haven't put so it let's away. Just... So just let's just use it. Um, so yeah, they had this. But this was, it was pretty much one way traffic the whole match. Uh, it was so just. So was, was the storyline of this basically that uh, Lashley wanted to basically just beat up? Woods to like intimidate Kofi pretty much like to go in with that that momentum they always say like the the week before the pay-per-view if you get a win under your belt before that you go into it with that momentum um and yeah there's as I said there's been this whole thing where MVP's tried to drive this wedge between them he's he's keep saying to Kofi like you know if you if you lose on your own that's your fault but if you lose a tag team match and you don't get pinned that's the fault of someone else like you're carrying dead weight around you've got your your court jester in xavier woods sort of thing and he's costing you these opportunities and he's like you know i really got behind you with kofi mania and you know i had a tear in my eye when i watched it he's like but since then like you've you know you've done nothing and you've got all this like baggage with you and stuff like that and trying to basically kind of turn him against him uh, and obviously New Day are just like, now, nah, you know, we're, we're, we're brothers and this, that and the other. So it's just been this little ongoing thing. And so this match was basically kind of Lashley coming out to just kind of prove his his dominance. Uh, they lost last week. They had a tag match against the New Day. Uh, it was Lashley and MVP oh, cool. against Kofi yeah. and Woods. Uh, and they lost that. So this is, again, like a bit of almost redemption for Lashley to kind of come out and just be like, I've got momentum going into, into Money in the Bank against Kofi. Um, and it was pretty much one-way traffic for most of the match. It was mainly Lashley on top, uh, yeah. just a certain kind of power and dominance. And Woods would get in a few little bits of offense here and there, but nothing of any kind of real significance. Um, but it was a really fun match. Uh, I enjoyed it. And it's nice to see Kofi getting a little bit more of a, I'm not going to say a singles push, but just to see him in singles action a bit more. Like uh, he had a match and just, against... And just, just to see him like, considered as like a singles threat is exactly. really nice like exactly. Lashley's, i mean he's, he's not showing it much but he's, he's a little bit worried about kofi like that's the sort of vibe you get is that yeah because kofi's yeah, yeah, beat, yeah. you know kofi's done it he's won the big one you know he's he's got kofi experience. also pinned him like a month or so ago on yeah. raw and then that was the whole thing where people were like well how's drew got an opportunity before kofi like kofi's pinned him kofi never got his rematch when he lost it to brock he's just pinned lashley like on an episode of raw and yet drew's ahead of him in terms of getting a rematch for his belt. Yeah. So there's been that whole gripe there, but this is whole kind of like also this this uh thing where MVP's got the obviously the MVP lounge and he's got this whole backstage thing where he's got all the women and the champagne and he's kind of treating Lashley like this like the VIP, like the the, the big the big Don. But it seems like it's getting to a point now and Kofi and Woods are um saying it every week like mvp is a distraction to you like you're a champion you shouldn't be sat around like you know gallivanting and sat with women and drinking champagne yeah, and like, stuff Lashley, like that Lashley just wants to kill people yeah and, and that's <laughs> that's that's the new day's kind of argument to him it's just like yeah. well you're saying that woods is causing kofi a distraction well mvp is causing bobby the distraction by kind of lavishing him with all of these like riches and stuff like that um and as obviously we see later on that kind of kind of reaches a boiling point later in the yeah. show which was, I, that was probably, you know, we'll, we'll get to that later, but yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I yeah, like, really did. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd say the match itself was pretty much uh, Lashley dominating for the whole thing. And then 
Lashley kind of got greedy at the end of the match where he went for a hurt lock. Uh, well, he, he hit him with a spear, cut him in half of that. And then instead of going for a pin, he went to put him in the hurt lock. Um, and then as he was kind of gloating about the fact that he's on top of him, which just takes advantage of it, grabs an inside cradle and gets the upset victory from out of nowhere. And this further kind of pushes that momentum of, okay, well, you know, now they've lost a tag match last week. Lashley's lost a single match like the week before Money in the Bank. And it's this whole, okay, he's going into it with zero momentum. And it was it was nice to kind of, it gives that feeling of, yeah, okay, well, Kofi could do it. Like Lashley's on the back foot. He's absolutely not going to. He's going to oh, retain, no. I think. <laughs> but it, it's nice that it's kind of giving you that. Yeah, it's, it's sort of designed to just put the little seed of doubt, isn't it? It's like, oh, there is, there is a way that you can beat Bobby Lashley in yeah. singles competition. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about like the champion losing the week before a pay-per-view. Um, yeah. But... I mean, but it wasn't. I mean, he didn't get. He didn't get knocked out. He didn't get. You know, it, it was. It was a, a sneaky pin, wasn't it? It was a roll up, and it yeah. was. And I know people complain about roll ups, but like this is the way. This is when you need to do them when it's like a an underdog babyface. That's just it. Sort of sneaking one. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a clean victory in that he didn't cheat or use anything to his advantage. But roll ups are always kind of like a a sneaky way to kind of get out. Like if you've been pummeled for most of the match, a roll up out of nowhere, just as they think they've kind of got it in their pocket. Is the, the slow yeah. way out, of it, especially but. is if, as you say, like Lashley sort of beat himself in this match as well. Like he was he was overconfident. He was sort that's of floating it. a bit too much. Exactly, and, and that's if anything, that's going to focus him then for the match yeah. against Kofi because he knows he can't do that. Exactly, exactly. Um, after this, I think we got a little segment with was it Drew and Jinder and Jinder oh yeah, so, yeah so, so you said about um about Drew getting like the sort of undeserved rematch against um against Lashley the title shot. Well, this mm. is his punishment. He now gets a feud with Jinder. <laughs> so there you go. Kofi might have had to wait, but at least he didn't have to do a Jinder feud, did he? <laughs> that could be worse. It could be worse. <laughs> oh um, yeah, yeah. So we see uh, Jinder. And what's the name? Shanky and Veer in the rings. The other week, they they basically ran off with. Are these like the replacement Bollywood boys? Yeah, pretty much. It's like the Bollywood boys ate the Bollywood boys. So they sacked the old ones and just brought in some new ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, (laughs) these two, well, one of these two guys was in NXT uh, and he was part of a tag team called Inda Shur, who was managed by Malcolm Bivens. Oh, right. Yeah. One half of them, I don't know, I think they might have released him, possibly but he's not the other guy that's in this at the moment. So there's the really tall guy yeah, who I think was part of that like NXT India thing they did. And they had that little, uh, oh, yeah. that exchange over there. The other guy, I say the shorter one, he's still massive, but the shorter one of the <laughs> two is the, the other half that was in that Indus sure tag team. And I think they, they debuted with Jinder on main event about a month or so ago. And that's yeah. essentially, like you say, the kind of the replacement for the Bollywood boys, if you like. Um, like Vince just looked at like the, these new thick boys, looked back at the Bollywood boys, <laughs> looked at them, looked at them, like, nah, sack those ones. Nah, get, them, get rid of them. Bring these boys in. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Jinder's got this whole thing where he's, he comes in on the motorcycle like a, like a wish version of The Undertaker. Um, <laughs> it's shit. <laughs> and he ran off with Drew's sword the other week. Yes, don't because, forget that sword is made from the fangs of the Loch Ness Monster. It's... <laughs> Of course it is. Uh, that's the other thing that's doing my head in about Drew every week. And obviously you don't watch every week, so you're not seeing it. But every time he comes out in Gorilla or backstage, like before he comes out for his match, we get some nonsense tale about Scotland and some folklore. And it's just yeah. pish. It's, 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 
it's so bad because like so my, my first my first real experience with like good drew was when he was in tna very, very, fairly briefly hmm. and he was drew galloway and he was literally just this he was basically like angry Sami Zayn. he was literally just i'm going to come out and i'm going to tell you the truth yeah and i'm going to just straight shoot it and he was just coming out with absolute fire and his promos were incredible when, hmm. when he's got fire and he's talking about like injustice and like you know the people being against him and all this and that was all he all he did was just come out and just like shout like like truth basically people yeah, yeah and yeah. it was incredible it was really really good um yeah obviously now oh no he's, he's from scotland so i have to talk about like fucking scottish yeah. monsters and stuff come out wearing like a, a fake kilt some sword that apparently is from his ancestors it's not it's vince's sword that hunter bought him from scotland um yeah it's just poop so jinder comes out and he's basically apologizing for stealing his sword and he's like oh you know we've got it here come down to the ring like we'll, we'll give it you back and then drew comes up on the screen says i know what you're up to um and then uh jinder's like oh you we, we, we've we've given it kind of like a, a refresh and, and unveils it in the middle of the ring and the sword snapped in half uh and then drew just says basically i knew you were going to do that that's not the real sword that's a replica here's the real one and then so what was the point of all of that was the point of that <laughs> Um, and then he just proceeds then to smash up Jinder's bike. Yeah. Which looks like it's made out of fucking Lego. The, the, the way he's pulling bits off that, I don't know what, I don't know who's put that together, but he needs his money back on it. <laughs> um, then we get, uh, as a tag team match, Asuka versus, uh, sorry, not tag team match, uh, a four way Asuka versus Naomi versus Nikki Ash versus Alexa bliss. Um, this was all right. Like so the, again, so this, this is Nikki almost superhero almost superhero yeah i i'm not buying into this at all i think it's really naff but apparently it was her idea yeah her and maybe i don't know molly holly because she's on the creative team now but it just I, I, i'm not a fan of it, it just, yeah but when you, when you say it's her idea it's just like what she wanted to do or like what no, she thought would get but oh yeah but i mean like from a creative perspective is this like what you really wanted a character to be or is this what she thinks will get her on tv because uh, probably I, the latter. I saw an interview with um, former Tucker, and he basically said he pitched a really shit gimmick because he thought it would just get him TV time. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it's probably that, to be honest, which is disappointing. I mean, Nikki Cross getting TV time is good because she's really, really good, and I enjoy what she does. But Nikki Cross getting TV time in this silly kind of persona gimmick, I'm just... <sighs> I mean, I can understand where she's coming from because they didn't know what to do with her in her old character. So, yeah, if she thinks if she thinks this is the version of her that the writers can use and it's the only way that she can be featured, then fair play to her and good and good honor for for, for putting herself in a position where she can get herself on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, um, I'm, I'm sure if I was being paid WWE main roster money, I would do any gimmick I thought would get me TV time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, I'll I'll go out and dress up like a, I'll, I'll I'll wrestle as a fucking actual pancake, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, I think I can't remember. Which day, I think it was just before. I think we got Alexa Bliss's um playground thing, and her <sighs> guests were Eve Marie, and I'm not I'm not going to call her it. Her name's Piper Niven. Stop I mean, it. I respect that they put like all of the shit bits in one in one segment. Yeah. So that I could just basically erase my mind erase while that was happening. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is happening with the whole? I mean, I know, I know this whole Nick uh, Alexa Bliss thing is sort of. It's, I know um, 
Bray's been in a rough place, hasn't he? Um, yeah. And so he's been off TV um, ever since. I mean, he's been a he's been in a rough place since Brody passed, and he yeah. he's had to, to take some time to deal with it, and that's absolutely understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he needs to take as long as he needs yeah. and come back whenever he's ready, and that's absolutely fine. But you can't just spin the plate on this for, for like fucking I know. eight months. And that's the thing. It's like Nikki's character work has been sorry, Alexa's character work has been decent up until a point. And then it was almost like, well, we've kind of ran out of ideas now. We're not sure what to do. And it's kind of too far gone. And it, yeah, it's it's just hokey and a bit silly now. It's not like the stuff with like, because it's coming across like she's got this kind of split personality, much in the same way they did with kind of Bray, where it just kind of switches it on and off like that. And that worked. And you even look back to like characters like Mankind and Mick Foley, where there was that kind of like, but there was almost like a blurred line there at times. And obviously it's a different time, but you kind of, you watch that and you were just like, is he, is he actually all right? Like what's going on? Whereas this is just, this is just yeah, but, stupid. Well, yeah, but with Mick Foley, I mean, I, I don't, I don't mind there being mad shit in wrestling. I've always enjoyed yeah, it. I, mean, no, no, I, 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 I watched fucking Chikara, you know, I, <laughs> I, I had a snake that could hypnotize people in my wrestling. It was great. Um, but <laughs> Mick Foley worked because they were all conceivable aspects of his personality. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, here's McFoley, and then here's Cactus Jack, who's basically just McFoley, who doesn't mind getting hit in the face for stuff. Yeah. And here's Mankind, who's basically just McFoley, but like a bit more introverted. Yeah. And then here's Dude Love, who's like McFoley, like trying to project his, his sort of confidence. Yeah. And yeah. they were all like, you could all, you could all feel brief that this is a man who could, this yeah. is, these, these personas he could all create trying to reinvent himself. Mm-hmm. Whereas I am a kids' TV presenter who wrestles. That's weird. That's and weird. every now and then I turn into a demon with a literal different face. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, mm. I, I like the fiend. Don't get me wrong. Um, I just don't know what. I just. I just don't know what they're doing with this. I don't know where it's going. Mm. Like you said, that they they basically they had like a six month storyline, say, yeah. which they got to the three month point of, and then they couldn't progress. Mm. And so they're just sort of holding it there and being like, well, yeah. well, we'll just keep doing stuff, and maybe people will still like it, and yeah. and then we'll throw even Marie into here for some fucking reason because everyone loves her. <laughs> Because that because that will make it better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. It's, uh, Eve Marie's already doing my head in. I wanted to go into it with kind of a bit of an open mind and a bit of a freshness thinking, oh, do you know what? She might change. She might have learned how to wrestle. Nope. Definitely not. <laughs> She's just rubbish. Um, so, yeah, we, we get the, the Alexis Playground before her guests are, I'm just going to say do drop because people listening might not remember as Piper Niven if they've never watched NXT UK. Watch, you should please, do. Go and watch Please it. go back and watch it. She, did, she had a, um, a mixed tag match with Jack Stars against... Yeah. Um, Ginny and, Ginny uh, and Joseph Connors. Joseph Connors, and it was fucking excellent. Yeah, she's superb. Um, so yeah, they're, they're the guests on there, and basically it sort of comes across that Alexa doesn't mind Dewdrop, but doesn't like Eve Marie. Eve Marie's like, uh, why am I here? This place is disgusting. It's almost like... It's almost like it was made for you, Dewdrop. And there's, there's this whole thing where she's basically berating her and she's like, oh, she, like, she's, under, th- she's under the learning tree, but she's going to berate her at the same time. Are you ready for three months of fucking Alexa and Eva Marie fighting over the soul of Dewdrop? Because well, that's what we're getting. Now. That's what we're getting. <laughs> so that then leads into this match where it's all four of the competitors from Raw's side of the Money in the Bank ladder match, uh, a little fatal four-way um, it wasn't too bad a match, um, but hey, before, before the match starts, we just have time for Matt Riddle to come across as an absolute dick. Oh Christ! Yeah, I'd almost try to erase that as well. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the fucking annihilation of Matt Riddle's character continues. 
<laughs> it's weird because like some of the stuff he does, like I'm investing, I'm like, oh, it's quite amusing. And he's been putting on some really decent matches, but I'm like, why do you insist on making him this fucking Burke backstage? Like his stuff with, with, yeah. with Randy was really amusing, but now there's this stuff that Randy's not there and he's just these stupid little tangents that he goes Again, on. I, I say this all the time. Only the Raw Writers team could take a weed smoking MMA fighter and make him a fucking dork. Yeah. It's, it's nonsense. So he has an interaction with Nikki Ash and Gorilla just beforehand. And I, <laughs> I don't know how anyone... He just, he just starts rambling on about fucking NASA and like yeah, being breathing an astronaut through his feet or something. And, uh, yeah. yeah oh, I don't even know. It's like either he's legitimately done too much drugs or like Vince's, all the entire the entire um, writing staff's knowledge of stoner culture is, dude, where's my car? <laughs> they've watched it once and go yeah, yeah that's him <laughs> they watched it once when they were a bit drunk and they forgot most of it because they just remembered like the, the big jokes and they're like oh we'll just do that that'll be fine it's like what they do it's like what they've done with Drew where they've just watched Braveheart once and like yep yeah, yeah put him in a kilt give no, him a face paint well, no, they probably just watched the trailer for Braveheart <laughs> I'd rather they'd have watched the trailer for like train spotting and just made him like a fucking maniac than just made him Bigby Bigby <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, anyway, this this fatal four way. Um it was all right. Basically, uh at one point in the match, Eva Marie and Dewdrop come down. Eva tells Dewdrop to distract Bliss instead. Uh Bliss sort of like pats Dewdrop on the shoulder and she's like, You're okay, goes after uh Eva Marie. Dewdrop then dumps Bliss over the barricade, and that's basically Bliss out of the matter. Like we don't see her again. She just yeah. gets Well doesn't she disappear? Just, just get it. Just goes into the nether realm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure where she is. She goes back to her home planet. <laughs> so but essentially, it just leaves it as a triple threat. Um, there's a bit more back and forth between them, uh, and the match finishes when uh, Nikki steals a roll up off Asuka. So keep um, keep keep count of this. So we're two for two on roll ups now. Yeah, in our first two matches. So we'll, we'll just we'll just uh, we'll just keep that keep that ticking along. <laughs> there's there's a theme here. I can uh, understand I can understand now why everyone gets pissed when like a roll up happens on AEW because WWE poisoned the well and fucking salted the yeah, earth. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> to, the, to the point where like every time a roll up happens, everyone's like, "Oh for fuck's sake, it's happening again." I'm like, "Well, hang on, it it, it very rarely happens in AEW." And they're like, "No, but it's still ruining everything." I'm like, all right, yeah. all right, now I see why. Yeah. Now you understand why. <laughs> um. We then get so basically the Viking Raiders are facing uh, AJ on Armas. Good uh, to see the Viking Raiders back. Yeah, absolutely. The Viking, Viking experience. Yes, boys. Uh, they're facing them um, at Money in the Bank for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Is this is this the first title defense they're having? Uh, ooh, do you know what? I'm not sure. It could be, maybe second. It's not many. It's no yeah. more than two or three. And they've had them since Mania. Yeah. So they've had them three months or so. Tag team wrestling, guys. Woo! Woo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so WWE do what they usually do, and they give us each member of each team kind of against each other in the week's week, building up to it. Give away the match without giving away the match. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, we get AJ Styles against Ivar in the first match. Um wasn't too bad i mean because like obviously they're giving us ajv ivar but i'm gonna buy that paper because i what i really wanted was ajv eric yeah so that's 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 the money that's what that's that's the chase that's what's making me uh, invest (laughs) um it wasn't too bad a match um 
No, I mean, Ivar's good. AJ's good. You know. Yeah, yeah. For a while, I they mean, just essentially counted each other's attacks. I mean, they gave him four minutes, but you know. Yeah. Just. <sighs> dear, oh dear. That's all right. Once they get back in front of live crowds, they might give him, you know, five, six, six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, just a lot of counter, like back and forth. Um. And then Ivar obviously showing like the power game and, and overcoming uh, a lot of AJ's kind of technical, like quick attacks. Um, I must try to get involved at one point uh, and low bridge Ivar out the ring. Um, hit like a big back body drop, uh, low cross body, start to build up like a bit of a head of steam. Um, and then the victory came when Stars was downed in the corner. I can't remember what he'd come off the back of, but... Ivar then just hits him with that big seated sense on that he does and then picks up the victory, which yeah. from, it came out of nowhere. Like it, it was a bit of a weird finisher. I mean, I suppose he's not got a finisher of his own, has he? He's no, no, he's a, he's a tag team guy. So yeah, but, just, just do a move and then pick yeah, him. Yeah. Like, you know? I mean, <laughs> saying right. that, if he hit me with a seated sense on the corner, I wouldn't be getting back up in a hurry either. No, so. no. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was believable. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we then get Eric versus Armas, uh, and this was pretty one-sided to be fair yeah i remember at mania when omos came in and just annihilated everyone yeah 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 it's a new day yeah it's a new day yeah he just destroyed like three people or two people in like five yeah, minutes yeah. he does it in three yeah just like fuck it <laughs> yeah this is pretty much what happened um eric didn't really get much in in terms of offense um try i think initially he tried to take him down like he got him around the waist, tried to take him down with a, a suplex and then didn't manage that. Started to go for the legs and attack him, but Amas was pretty much no-selling all of that. Yeah, and then he, that, that was a really good, like, really nice visual of, like, when um, Amas just gave him the bear hook and you get this, you, you really got a feel for, like, how fucking huge this guy is. Yeah, oh, he's, he's <laughs> enormous. 7'3", I think he is? Yeah, yeah, it's mental. You see him stand against other guys that are, like, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, and he still makes them look small. But like, well, like you, six foot seven isn't a height to be laughed at, but then no. you stand next to him and it's just like, well, that's another half a foot, mate. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's mental. Um, obviously, Omas picks up the victory. Um, he he's hits gotten him. a lot. He's gotten a lot better since Mania. He has. Yeah, yeah, he has. He has like a lot better. Yeah. Um, he looks. He looks so much smoother and like so much more confident in his offense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I suppose yeah. when all you've got to do is go out there and annihilate someone, it's probably fairly, a bit easier. Stand, but, stand there and no sell for five minutes and then annihilate them at every other opportunity. Like slam this guy into the floor and pin him. And it's like, all right, it's okay. I can do that. Yeah. Which is exactly what he does for the finish. He just gets him up for the big two-handed choke slam, picks up the victory. Um, obviously, this just keeps the keeps the, the coals hot for their eventual match uh, this coming Sunday. Yeah. Oh, 50-50 booking. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next up, we get the returning Seamus from injury from having his nose broken uh, from Umberto Carrillo. Um, he's speaking to Pierce and DeVille backstage saying, you know, you, I've got your text message. I've had your voicemails telling me I need to come back and defend my title. He's just like, I've had a broken nose. It was just like, give me a break, basically. Um, he's like, fine, you know, I'll, I'll compete. We're, we're on the same page. That's okay. And he goes out and before the match has even started, it cuts to backstage and he's just destroyed Umberto Carrillo um, in the backstage area. Right, question, is that allowed? And if so, why does every heel not do this for every match? Yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> <laughs> I said the same thing the other day, we were watching NXT UK, 
and they did like the press conference at the start between Walter and Dragunov. And Sid Scarlett comes out and he was just like, just to remind you, this is a non-physical like environment. This, this, this is just a conference, not like no physicality. And neither one of them end up being physical. Well, why doesn't everyone just say that before a contract signing and then fucking pandemonium wouldn't ensue? Yeah. <laughs> and also to your point, well, if they're allowed to do this, if it's not against the rules, why doesn't every shit out here just beat up their opponent beforehand? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he beats up Umberto backstage. Um, he comes down to the ring for his match, stands and waits. We then cut to backstage, and Umberto's there surrounded by uh, Damien Priest. Uh, it's nice that they, they sort of sort of teased Priest. Yeah. As like, yeah, 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 yeah. like Obviously, he's going to be Seamus' next feud, by the look yeah. of it. Yeah, which is good. Give him something to do. Maybe give him a title. Maybe. Oh, he needs it. Yeah, he's he's just managed to get that uh, Miz and Morrison stand <laughs> off him, so he, he needs something now because he's kind of I'm gonna say floundering, but it's just it's mainly him backstage with kind of loud shirts on, and just kind of got, giving people words of encouragement rather than doing anything of any note in ring. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude's not young, man. He's got to he's got to get a fucking job well, if, he wants, thing, to, if exactly. he wants to achieve something. Yeah, yeah, and I I heard a, a, there was something going about a month or so ago. Apparently, he was nursing like a slight back injury, so I think that might be playing into. That was it, from but, Mania, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it feels like this is now this is the start of him sort of getting back into ring. Yeah. Um, so yeah, backstage, Umberto is getting picked up. Uh, Damian Priest is there. Um, Mustafa Ali's there, and Mansoor's there. Uh, Mansoor and Ali's little kind of storyline thing, which uh, you haven't watched Raw for a while, but there's a little thing there going on, which is quite cool, which is quite intriguing. And you'll notice Mansoor was stood there and stayed. Yeah. Ali sort of looked and walked off. So yeah, it's quite cool. Um, but yeah, Umberto basically, and obviously Pierce and Davila are there. Uh, and Umberto's just like, no, it's fine. Like if I can stand, I'll fight. Like I'll go out there. And he's just like, I don't want to, I don't want Seamus to give another excuse. Like I'm, I'm having this match now. Yeah, uh, yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he gets himself out there, gets into the ring, uh, falls over before the match has even started. And as soon as he gets back up, uh, Seamus just bro kicks him um, back to fucking Mexico. So that's, uh, that's, that's, that's Umberto winning the world title the next many then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if you lose to Seamus in 12 seconds, apparently you just get a massive push. <laughs> uh, he then goes to put the boots in on, Seamus goes to put the boots in on uh, on Carrillo afterwards and Damien Priest comes down. So that's going to be the next feud. Um, so is, is, Seamus, like, is Seamus still a bit injured then? What do you reckon? That's why they did it like this? Or? Uh no, I think it was just a quick way of moving it onto someone else because him and Umberto have had countless matches for what feels like a couple of months. Yeah, even just before get that he broke his nose. So yeah, it just it shifts that out of the way quickly. Um, so yeah, but the, I'm excited for that. I'm excited that the prospect of Priest getting back into ring uh, and him getting a title, like his first title there, like his first like main roster title, if you like. Yeah, um, I think him and Sheamus will have have a really good match it won't just be one more. i'm sure we'll probably get a couple um but yeah it'd be great seamus is fucking excellent uh as soon as he won that u.s championship i know a lot of us said it was massively deserved for like the the work that he's put in and, and- oh I, I will not hear a bad word about seamus yeah. he is uh yeah. i mean he is a he's a concert professional he's done like we th- like two years ago we were talking about like would he ever wrestle again because he had that injury oh he had like that injury ago. a lot of people are just like yeah he's probably going to retire and he's come back in like incredible shape like yeah. he's an he's an absolute professional. He is yeah. a you know he's he's been he's been a fantastic 
com- employee for the company. You know, he's 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 a, I need to, from a personal level, he's a top liberal supporter. Yes, so, lad. You know, I've, I've got a bit of a <laughs> bit of a sauce before me. I've, I've got his, um, Sarah got me the bars autograph for my birthday a few years ago. Ah, nice. And uh, he wrote, "You'll never walk alone" on the autograph for me. Oh, and, so top. It was, oh, he's, I, I, I just I, I love. I'll not hear a bad word against him. Yeah, he's, he's me an absolute, absolute hero. Consummate professional. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's going on next, uh, and then we get uh, for a third week in a row, Ricochet versus John Morrison. Well, before that, we get a bit more of the the slow death of Matt Riddle. That- <laughs> oh yeah, um, I'll death be honest. By, de- death by a thousand shit promos. Death by a thousand shit promos. I'll be honest. I've forgotten what he said. I've gotten to a point now where if he's not with Orton, I'm a bit tired of seeing it. Like it's gone uh, back to his annoying stuff before. He basically said something like he's going to make a Western spaghetti burrito and he's going to watch his favorite oh, Western, which is course, Toy Story. Yeah, it's him and Ricochet talking, isn't it? And then yeah. Morrison and Miz come out with his wheelchair and runs over his foot. And he was just, yeah, it's more pish. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they, run, they run over Riddle's feet because he doesn't wear shoes, obviously, so it hurts more. He's already got an injured foot from the other week when he punted the steel steps because AJ moved out of the way. So yeah, that's a thing. And yeah, now, now we get this next match. And congratulations, WWE, for taking a match that in Lucha Underground would have literally, you know, headlined the biggest pay per view of the year. Yeah, yeah, Johnny, yeah, yeah. We, we have we have we have Johnny Mundo v Prince Puma, and it's look how far these men have fallen. I know. <laughs> Saying that for WWE, this wasn't too bad a match that they put on. Like, no, but for yeah, me, but this was I mean, match even of the night. even three years ago, you told me John Morrison versus Ricochet falls count anywhere. I'd be thinking pay per view. Like, get in, yeah, 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 absolutely. Like big money match. This yeah. this is gonna fucking blow the doors off. Yeah, yeah. But no, here it is on the last roar of the Thunderdome. <laughs> we'll just could, throw it in could, there. Couldn't even save it for when crowds were back. Just like I mean. S- it makes sense that they're they're both in the money in the bank ladder match on Sunday, so it's not like you could have well maybe you could have held this off until afterwards. I don't know. It would have been fun to see it in front of a crowd. Like, I mean what 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 they what they could have done is they could have teased this during the match and have like you remember like when they did um Zayn and Owens in the ladder match and they never was it no yeah. it was Zayn, it was AJ Nakamura when they did that in the ladder match a couple of years ago where they never quite Oh they, yeah they, they they never quite ended up facing off against each other. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. they sort of teased it and then the match was shit anyway, it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ended up being slap nuts Nakamura. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean it was it was a good match. Anywhere. It yeah. was it was it was fine. Um I mean, the Miz was all over it, wasn't it? So it couldn't have been. That's the only thing that's peeing me off about this the last few weeks is Miz's involvement in this because this could have been really good if it hadn't have been for like some of Miz's. But well, it was really good, but it could have been better had it not been for the constant distraction of Miz. Just it's it's, it's like when you're like five about. years old and you're trying to color something in and you think, well, if I use all the colors, it'll be better. <laughs> And, uh, and it's not. It never is because it looks it like shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's like, well, if we put all the superstars in, the match will be even better. And like, no, just let them have a no, fucking fifteen-minute banger. Good match, exactly. We know oh, they can man. do it. It's fucking Johnny Mur- Johnny Mundo and Prince Puma. Go and watch the Underground from six years ago and just let them do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was the thing watching this, and I was just like, oh, maybe, maybe we do need to watch Lucha Underground really soon because I like this. I was like, but I know it could be better, and I'm sure they've done better. And I want to now see that instead. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a few fun spots in it, though, like some things where they use like the, I mean, the, the barricades. I'll, that are I'll tell you what they didn't have a neutral underground. They didn't have the dripstick. The, oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
to be fair, it's that warm out here at the moment. I could probably do with one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there was, yeah, there was some really good stuff in here, obviously. Um, they're, they're two exceptional athletes, and they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're really good, despite the fact that they're being so heavily neutered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, still, they're still able to, to, to pull it off every now and then. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, a couple of notable spots, like Ricochet hit like a really nice-looking 450 splash from the barricade down to the mat. Um uh, there was another bit where Morrison was on the outside, like out where the turnbuckle was against the barricade. Sorry, he was on the barricade uh, opposite the turnbuckle. Ricochet like ran and leapt up, did like a fucking huge dive off the top of that and caught him. And watching it back on the replay, I was like, how's he got that much height, that much hang time? And how's he not just like smash his face off the barricade? Like, because there's, <laughs> there's little room for error there as well. Yeah, I mean, that had to be on the money there, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. like, and, and it was. Yeah. As you say, like two ridiculously talented athletes. And yeah, this this was good to see them kind of be like, just to see the, the lead kind of like just loosened a little bit in terms of creative, what they could do and stuff. Um, they take the fight to the entrance ramp and a little bit in Gorilla as well. Um, Morrison hits a shining wizard as Ricochet sat up on the chair. Um, and then they fight their way back to the ring. Uh, Miz tries to get in the way a couple of times. I think Ricochet's going for like a dive over the top. Miz wheels himself in front of Morrison. And then uh, Ricochet just goes, oh, fuck it. I'll do it anyway. And sort of dives over to both of them. Um, and then... Yeah, the finish came from Morrison setting up a ladder earlier on that went from the announce desk to the apron, and it didn't come into play a little till a little later on. Um, Ricochet laid him out on the ladder and then went up top. And don't, don't forget before this, we had um, Matt Riddle scooting down. Oh, of course, yeah, to yeah. Sort of, to sort of just gently, just gently put. Miz backwards Gen- down. Gently put him down like a like a fucking tortoise <laughs> on its on its shell. <laughs> like, like he was like like he was put him to sleep. Just like, just like lying <laughs> there, him down. There, 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 there. Sit down. <laughs> yeah, if that was a long way from um Kane fucking murdering Zachariah. Oh fuck it, out, yeah, too, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Different time, mate. <laughs> Miz ain't taking that bump. Nah, definitely not. <laughs> But yeah, Morrison ends up getting laid out on the ladder. Ricochets goes up to the top turnbuckle uh, and hits a massive splash through Morrison through the ladder uh, to pick yeah, up the win. I mean, that was that was. It's always funny when it's always fun when a ladder breaks in half, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's always good. It's always a good time. Yeah, <laughs> but I was, well, probably, was probably, right. probably not for Morrison, but you know, for everyone else, it was <laughs> it was it's top fun, stuff. Fun for everyone else involved, apart from <laughs> Mister Drip Drip. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for for what it, for what it could be, that was as fun as you could probably get. Yeah. On, on for a raw falls got anywhere match. I mean, it was they give it a good amount of time, yeah. and yeah, it was. Uh, it made Ricochet look really good, and you know he's mm-hmm. not had the best of times on the main roster. Nah, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> and it's nice to see. I, I like to think like both these men while, while this match was happening, they just got like flashbacks, to, like a happier past life. Mm. <laughs> so uh, we used to be. We used to be in the PWI top five hundred. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Um, then we get Rhea Ripley versus Natalia, which actually was quite refreshing to see, uh, because it just feels like it's been Rhea Ripley and Charlotte for yeah. weeks and weeks and weeks on end. Um, it's also weirdly sort of came out of nowhere. I don't quite get why this happened, but it was all right. So wait, so is Ripley here or no? I, I don't know. We don't and know. Is, and is Natalia face? Because like... It's when no one knows what they are. 
Yeah, because no one's cheering Tamina, surely. Wow. You say that, Mania, she got a massive pop, didn't she? Like, uh, people were all yeah. over her. But now, I don't know. It feels like they're, they're treating her Now that we've all like seen kings. her wrestle for a few months. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> this match was all right, though. It wasn't too bad. No, this, um, was, this, was, this was fine. Good, yeah. Good, solid women's match. Um, yeah. As I say, it's, it was just nice to see Rhea Ripley face someone that isn't Charlotte. I mean, Natalia or... re- remains like the most underrated female competitor in WWE. You know, yeah. she's been she's been a cornerstone of that women's division for 10 years. For time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't too bad. A lot of back and forth. Um, sort of fairly evenly matched. Um, the finish came when um, Ripley grabbed Natalia, hit the Riptide, uh, picked up the win, and then Charlotte immediately attacked her. Um, put her into the figure four and used the like the, the ring apron to her advantage. So she kind of locked it in, s- slid her way to the apron, and then kind of like leant over to, to really sink it in. Yeah, because you, you can't, you, you said about Charlotte not, not being in the match, but you couldn't keep her away. No, of course. And that, that, again, this was only really there to serve her getting involved at the end to get a bit of that, that go home heat. Um, but as I say, yeah, the, the match was all right. It was just refreshing to see her face someone else. Uh, and as you say, Natalia, um, like her or not, I know mixed opinions on her um, is very underrated. Has been a cornerstone of that division. Yeah, and for considering many, the, many the years. shit she's had to deal with in her time in WWE, yeah. you know, for her to still maintain to that storm, uh, for her to still have an ounce of credibility as a, as a character, is yeah. testament to how solid she is in the ring. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then we get the final segment of the show. Which is the VIP lounge MVP VIP so, lounge? This is so weird. Like I'm, I'm not used to. I'm not one. Like, so obviously, I'm a, I'm a died in the wall AEW supermark. You know, love it. <laughs> I'm only here to throw shade. Um, but On like, Uncle the, Tony's payroll. Uncle Tony's <laughs> payroll. I just, I, I've almost forgotten. I'm, I'm like, I've been deprogrammed now from WWE programming, mm. and it's wild to me that shows would either start or end with a promo. Yeah, I know. I know. It's. Just, for a go home show as well, yeah. Before like, I, and not even I, not even like a brawl. This is nah. just this is just like a segment. Yeah, I mean, it's what happened was excellent, and I really enjoyed it. Mm. And I think it's it's really good character development for Lashley. Yeah, but it was just position wrong. Yeah, they shouldn't be closing out a go home show for. Aside from your big four pay per views, Money in the Bank for me is that their bigger their other biggest pay-per-view it sets up a lot there's with the, the contracts and stuff like that i mean i would almost say so do you want to do you want to briefly describe what happened and then i'll sort of give a, a sort yeah, of hot yeah. take on it if you want <laughs> um so yeah basically they've got the vip lounge in the ring um mvp's there with all of the women the champagne the sofas and stuff like that um and he calls bobby lashley down uh like there's a there's a little bit beforehand backstage where mvp's just like you know he's probably feeling in a bad way make sure you give him everything he wants so you know if he wants a drink give him a drink if he wants a back rub give him a back rub like you know let's let's put a bit more pep in his step and everyone's like yeah yeah, yeah." and then they they kind of come out they're all in good spirits and then he doesn't come out and a few moments pass and he eventually comes out looks kind of all like disheveled his ties kind of like half done up and his shirt's barely tucked in and he's hasn't got his tie around his waist and he just marches down to the ring just looks furious and he comes in and just says you know we need to talk, but I, I like, and he just says to the ladies, like, you need to leave. I, this needs to be between me and him. Um, and basically reiterates what Kofi and Woods have been saying 
all along the last few weeks. Like I, like I respect you and I'm really grateful for everything you've done to kind of get me to this position, this, that, and the other is like, but all of this needs to stop. Like this is a distraction. I do need to get back like to just breaking people in half. Basically it's, it's Rocky three, isn't it? It is Rocky three. <laughs> like he's gotten soft. He's a bum. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and he just then basically even drops the word bullshit. I love it every now and again. Like it seems, it seems only the hurt business are allowed to do that, or at least MVP and Lashley, because <laughs> MVP dropped it a couple of months ago. Uh, I think he was talking to Adam Pearce, and it was like some injustice well, against there's, Lashley. There's a uh, there's an incident on SmackDown where that where this doesn't happen. So yeah, it's a, it's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So he just basically says like, you know, it's it's bullshit. Like I, I don't need all of this. I need to get back to doing, you know, like what I set out to do. He basically says he just wants to kill people. Yeah. He, wants to, he, just, just he wants to just destroy people in the ring. He up the VIP lounge, like, fuck, picks the sofa up like it was a fucking set of car keys. <laughs> <laughs> just it fucking up. launches just it. Just hurls a three-piece fucking, three-piece suite over the top rope, like smashing glasses and stuff like that. Um, like, Lashley looks, uh, sorry, uh, MVP looks like shook, like, oh, fuck, okay, like, maybe you should be a bit more serious. I, I promise I'll get rid of the women in the champagne. Uh, and yeah, Lassie just sort of grabs the microphone. Well, there's, and just, there's been, there's been like a sort of thread, hasn't there of like MVPs, like sort of living vicariously through yeah. like Lashley's success. And he's maybe, and again, he's, he's maybe enjoying it a bit too much for himself. Yeah. And Kofi's like, picked up on that same thing. He was just like, you're just living through him basically. Yeah. You're, you're making, like, you're making this what you want to be as a champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas obviously Bobby just wants to fucking annihilate people. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, he just, it, it was, it was really strong. Like it was a really strong promo just came out and just basically said, I'm going to snap you in half and I'm going to choke you. And I'm going to break you. I'm going to put you in a box and send you off packing. And he then mentioned, and a lot of, I don't know if a lot of people have taken this out of context or there is wishful thinking, but he said something about the circus is over and everyone's like, Oh, does that mean brace coming back? I'm like, no. But then when he delivered the line, it was almost like it had been fed to him. And it was like, this is the line you need to get across. It was really clear, really concise. I don't know if they're teasing towards something there. There's been speculation. I personally right. don't believe in it. I don't, I, I haven't looked into that at all. So I don't know, but uh, that's what ends. That's what closes out the show, that segment. And to be fair, Lashley came across very convincing, very dominant. Like they, really I mean, fucking they, angry. they could be setting Lashley up for like a huge baby face turn, like possibly. Ooh. I'd buy, I'd buy him. He's, he, look, he's a guy who just goes out and he's like, I just want to fight. I just want to, I just want to defend my title. I just want to fuck people up. If yeah. they want to come at me, they know the risks. No problem. I'll batter him. Hmm. He's, he's just, a, he's just a bad. He could be a really good badass baby face. Like just could do, could do. Especially if they want to sort of turn him against MVP and have yeah. a little feud there. I mean, I don't believe for one second that an aged MVP could could hang with Bobby Lashley. <laughs> but you know, yeah, um, it was interesting that they allowed like Lashley was the sole focus at the end, the last roar in the Thunderdome, and yeah. he closed that out. Like that well, shows uh, me there's well, a bit of investment. Well, uh, there. MVP made a really good point um, earlier in the promo, uh, so that like this was where the Thunderdome was what like cemented Lashley's yeah. Championship rain and, and yeah. yeah, and so he sort of owned this whole era basically. Yeah, which is I mean that was a good point. And like to, to end it with Lashley standing tall, like and fucking furious was, yeah. was really was really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they, they if they'd have wanted to like not end on a, on a massive long segment, they possibly could have just had the match right before this. Yeah, and then have yeah. Lashley lose and then go nuts and destroy everything. Mm. 
and like blame yeah. MVP. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're obviously setting up like Discord, aren't they, between between MVP and Lashley, and, and is that going to play into the to the match on Sunday? And yeah, yeah. you know, and it's kind of nice because it's it sort of obviously, as you said, this this all started because MVP was trying to sow division between the New Day. Mm-hmm. And they've sort of turned it around, and now yeah. it's Lashley and MVP who are at odds with each other. Yeah, it's clever. There's, yeah. there's very few things they get right on Raw, but this a lot of it, like, but most of it like tends one. to involve MVP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's almost like he's writing his own bits and he knows what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Raw, and now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to test out your cancer charities. Uh, should we talk about Smack Diddly Down? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to uh to well, let's, let's leave the well what, what we're calling the pandemic era behind. Yeah. And let's move into the to the brave new world. Brave new world of live audiences again. Oh. Um the show starts with a, a really nice little intro package actually. Uh, yeah, just basically was, showing like we've we've missed you. There's there's been something missing I mean, for the last sixteen months. I mean, it was all from about ten years ago. But... I was gonna say there was there was a lot of stuff from from a fair while back in there. <laughs> it, there was nothing from like twenty eighteen. I mean, they even squeezed a bit of cheeky Daniel Bryan in there. I'm like, he's not even with the company anymore. He's probably not <laughs> gonna resign either. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was cool. That that video package I thought was really really nice. And then, of course, Vince McMahon comes out and opens the show to a ridiculous pop, to be fair. Um, and actually, didn't outstay his welcome. Came out and just oh. said, where the hell have you been? And walked off. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay, it was kind of nice. cool. It was, it was nice to like, it was nice to just, it's always nice to just see Vince. I mean, I, yeah. we, we criticize him because he's fucking crazy. But, <laughs> he's you know, but this is what he needs to be doing. Just come out like a crazy old man. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like, he doesn't know. Apparently, he doesn't know there's been a pandemic. He just thought fans had stopped showing up for, for the shows. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from the line he delivered, that's exactly how it came across. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. oh, you are here. Oh, all right, sweet. See you later. <laughs> yeah, it was just a nice. I mean, it was just a pop of fans, wasn't it? Like, yeah. and I think I think Vince secretly wanted that first live pop, didn't he? Of course, he did. Well, it's the same at Mania, wasn't it? Who was yeah. going to come out and get that first line in front of the crowd? It was Vince. Of course, it was Vince. It's going to be fucking anyone else, is it? Vince is the Cody <laughs> of WWE. <confirmed. laughs> um, there's obviously the new set. Um, a oh lot of people were expecting, word. like, a lot of people were like, oh, we're going to get the SmackDown fest. No, we're not. No, Stop just it. the world's like, fucking biggest TV. The world's biggest TV. It's like the big screen there from Mania 35, just that huge fucking... Oh, the one from the Jerry Dome. Beast of it, yeah. 
Um, it looked pretty cool though. I liked how it had like the door cut in it, so like and like yeah. another screen behind it. Another so it screen like, behind it. It, so it, looked like, it looks like you're walking like through the screen to come yeah. out. It was yeah, it, I really liked, and it's curved as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, all about that curve. Eight K, eight K resolution. They've, uh, they've spent some money on that. Oh boy, <laughs> yeah. can we hire that off of Mario Kart? <laughs> uh, and one thing that's really refreshing on this show, um, two man booth. Yeah, yeah, it has been for oh, a while. I kind of like it. I do. Let's, let's if you one, you can, or you always know who's talking because mm-hmm. you can tell who it is. It's and two, yeah, difference. it just lets, it, it just lets people breathe a bit and, and sort it. of exactly. And Pat McAfee is fucking superb on commentary. Yeah. So, so good. Him and him and Cole's chemistry is... And Michael yeah. Cole, is, he's one of those guys who he can be the best or the worst, depending on who he's with. Yeah. And yeah, with Pat, well, he's, re- he's really good. And depending who he's got screaming in his ear. <laughs> yeah. Case in well, point being the United Kingdom Championship. If you listen to his commentary work on the, the first United Kingdom Championship, it's like a different commentator. Yeah, beast he's in so the East, good. Mate. Beast in the East when he commented all by himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. One of yeah. the best. One of the. It's like, yeah, Joe, it's totally like, forgot about like that. Vintage, it's like vintage Joey Styles. It was that good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've absolutely forgot about that. He was on his own for it. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. It's only like an hour long. It's not long, is it? Yeah. Brock v. Kofi main event. That was it. Fuck. Awesome, man. Um, so, yeah, uh, opening match. Big opening match. Fucking pop the boys. Uh, Roman and the Usos, or the Bloodline, as, as Cole's starting to call them. Versus the Mysterios and Edge. Um, if you didn't, yeah, know I mean already, they, they, they front loaded this show, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. Christ alive! <laughs> um, interesting. Roman sounded like he got a bit of a pop, and then immediately followed by booze. But it's 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 mad, isn't it? Like it was like well, it was like obviously they were just happy to see yeah. wrestlers again, and well, then like, they're like yeah. like the crowd were yeah, oh wait, no, we hate him, yeah. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> they all they all remember that they have to play along after like, the first two or three seconds. <laughs> But yeah, edge I mean, it's, pop, it's, it's edge, edge, edge. Oh boy! Oh, I mean, it was it was almost as big as the pop when he came. As back. the rumble, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you'd have to tell me, Troy, because when you were you there for that? I did. I did go to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we opened with a, a big one thing. I'm not one thing I'm match. not into um, is the first commercial break before the first match does. I know it's mad. Wait like till edge like, comes out. Wait till like then, wait till like give it all to me and then just kill my momentum like like straight Oof. away. Because then Edge's music's playing before the commercial break, and then as soon as you come back from the break, it's Roman's music again. I'm like, he's already had his. What are you doing? <laughs> Fucking hell. Um match itself was all right. It was over fairly quickly. Um faces took advantage early off, lots of frequent tags. Um Roman gets tagged in and goes to work on Dom, power bombs him onto the table. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot. I mean, we've had this before. I mean, there's a lot of like Dominic getting beaten up in front of his daddy. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. basically what Dominic's job is. To, his job is to get beaten up in front of Ray for for heel heat. That's it. <laughs> um, a little later on, Roman catches the. There's a six one nine attempt, and I can't remember if it's Jimmy or Jay. Roman's on the outside, and before he sort of swings around and hits the kick, he just sort of catches him, dumps him on yeah. the floor. I mean, that again. was really, I was really that cool. Was cool. I mean, that's I like that's that. how that's the inherent issue with the 619 is that if someone's standing outside the ring and they're just going to stop Why don't they interrupt? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Um, this is called like Roman really playing up to the fans, like just screaming, like acknowledge me and just really, really like getting that heat piled on. I noticed there was someone in the crowd that had a sign that said, I acknowledge you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'd be that dickhead too. <laughs> um, Ray goes for a roll up into the finish of the match, goes to roll up Jay who kicks out, which sends Ray into the ropes. Jimmy's on the outside. 
hits him in the head, which sends him back into Jay, who rolls him up for the victory. Uh, we had done before that as well. Edge speared Roman outside. Oh, he did. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. So, From just to there, give yeah. us a little tease for, for Sunday, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and then after and, the match, Roman... Yeah, gets- and that, sorry, that's that's another roll-up, um, if you keep in count. Oh, fucking hell, it is, isn't it? It's <laughs> <laughs> that three? Three now. That's three, that's, that's three across two shows so far. Fucking hell. Bo- both the opening matches ending in surprise roll-ups. <laughs> Uh, after the match, Roman pulls the bar off the chair, which has been a reoccurring thing for Edge the last few weeks, doing it to Jimmy, Jay, and obviously at Mania um, to Roman. Uh, he grabs that, and before he can use it, Edge hits him with a second spear from out of nowhere, then locks in. It's called a cross face, but they referred to it the other week as an Edge face. I don't like that. Not no. a fan. <laughs> Um, it, makes no, like, it makes it sound like Edge's sex face or something, you know. <laughs> no, we saw that with him and later. I don't need to see that again. <laughs> no, no way. Um, after this, Edge's interview backstage um, basically says like Roman's pushed him where to the point where on Sunday he might have to go somewhere that he doesn't want to. Uh, the first thought that came into my mind was Scotland, but that's just me. Um, I, mean, I, quite, I quite like that. I quite like Edge acknowledging the fact that like he might have to like go to a, a, a dark because we know we know edge has been a shit house heel oh yeah and, yeah, and yeah. agents are like i've been a i've been a dickhead in the past i might have to be a dickhead again if i want to be roman <laughs> if if the moment calls <laughs> and then speaking um, of speaking of doing dickhead stuff here comes rollins <laughs> chief, chief dickhead you know chief dickhead <laughs> supreme lord of the dicks um yeah he comes uh, again another outrageous suit if you didn't know well i'm sure you do know he's just been wearing outrageous suits for the last few months yeah. this one was no exception um, i mean it's getting to a point where like the young bucks are like wearing the suits the very similar ring gear to his suits as like yeah. a way of showing like yeah, solidarity yeah. with the naff outfits which has been <laughs> which has been really nice and they sort of bridge across both companies that's it <laughs> you would have thought it would be terrible terrible attire that would unite wrestling i was gonna say like of all the things to unite wrestling is that what's gonna kick the forbidden door that's, open that's, that's, the, real, that's, the, that's, that's the real key to unlock the forbidden door <laughs> seth's awful drip <laughs> So yeah, Seth comes out and just starts laughing at him. Um, says, actually, I, I hope you do win because I'm going to win money in the bank and then I'll do what I didn't do seven years ago. I should have pulled the trigger when I had my boot on your neck, which is cool. That was a nice little callback. Yeah. I like that. Um, he said, I'm going to cash in on the man who made the match famous. Oh, yes, So please. this is good because, I mean, it's obviously setting up that Edge and um, Seth are going to feud. After SummerSlam this. is going to happen. But, we don't know if it's going to be for the title or not. Like, there's so many, there's so yeah. many variables here. Like, so will exactly. Edge win? Will Seth win? You know, and if one of them does, one of them doesn't. How are they going to engineer that feud together? And yeah, it's it's cool. It's interesting. It's open ended booking, which is always smart. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I'm I'm, I'm excited for their a match when we eventually get it. Um, after this, uh, Sami Zayn comes out and just basically says, uh, "It's all a facade." Like, you know, the 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 creative and and everyone backstage kind of wants you to forget about the injustices against me um they're like oh you know we've got crowds back and da 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 and they're, they're trying to make you forget about the way they've treated I mean, me at, at this point what are the injustices against Sammy? I, that he's not in the money in the bank match that he had to well yeah, did he lose the qualifier yeah uh just i don't know at one point i thought is sammy over here like the crowd sounded quite hot and then i was like yeah no they're not they're not they don't like him but then he goes for that he goes for the cheap heath what does he say again? He calls, he calls the, the crowd the hee-haws of Texas. That's it. <laughs> oh, man. 
And then he says, oh, like I'm, if there was any justice, like the, these briefcases would be lowered and I'd be given the, you know, the, the opportunity straight away and this, that and the other. And then boff, big Phineas Ferb, <laughs> Finn Balor is back on, I say back on SmackDown. Was he on SmackDown before? I know he was on Raw. He was on Raw. He's back he on the main roster anyway. Um, back on the main roster. Yes, Finn yeah. is back. The Prince. Yes. Not but, David though. Don't, don't, can't call him that. Yeah, can't, no, can't call him that. No, no. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about this because he came out and it was almost like nothing had changed from the last time he was on the main roster. Like he didn't come across at all like he has done in NXT where he just kind of came across like a no fucks given kind of guy. And he had this, this whole thing, oh, like sort of pandering to the crowd. A bit yeah. I mean, and- he was, he was like, he, he wasn't all business was he? He was like, no. he was very much, he was he very much like Sammy could have fucked off if he wanted to. Like, yeah. Like, it's not like he came out and caught them by surprise. He came out, spent like three minutes, like motioning to the crowd, doing the uh, little, whoa, arm thing. That's it. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Cool moments, big pop. No, of course. Huge, oh, pop. Yeah, huge, huge pop. I'm, and I'm not shitting on it. Like it's, it is good seeing back, but, just treat him like they did when he yeah, went you've, back you've not, to you've, NXT. You've, not, you've like, not done much to allay my fears that you're going to fuck him up again exactly, like you did last time. Exactly, exactly that. We're all we're all hurt. We've all seen some shit. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need constant reassurance that Finn Balor will be treated properly. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> um, and obviously that looks like it's going to be his first feud, him and Sammy, which should be quite yeah. fun, actually. Bring, did they, they never feuded. In no, NXT. not that I recall. Did... I don't recall no, them even feuding on the main roster last no, they, time. No, they never, they never fought for the, the NXT title. They don't, they've never really interacted with each other, have they? Properly, you no. know. Sort of, so yeah, this is this is cool. This yeah, is, man, this is fresh. It's different. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we didn't get a quick Apollo Cruise video package. Uh, next, um, yeah. then we get Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox versus Natalia and Tamina. So uh, Shotzi and Tegan made their main roster debuts last week in a non-title match against Natalia and Tamina and they beat them. Uh, this was basically to prove that it wasn't a fluke victory. So they're having another non-title match. Having week. another non-title match. Because why do a match once when you can do it three times? Because presumably they're going to have a title match after this. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, just, in, just in case you didn't understand the, the, the TCB on the, on the front of the tanks for taking care of business, I think Michael Cole said that about 15 times 15 during their entrance. Times, yeah, he did, yeah. Taking care of business. Um, we also get Liv Morgan and Selena Vega squabbling on commentary. Um, because why not? Fucking why not? Uh, this is a pretty short Cause, match. Because remember how I said a two-man booth was really refreshing and let everyone breathe. Well, let's put two more people let's in there. Let's just put two more people in there that just want to shout at each other rather than watch the actual match. <laughs> uh, the heels on top for the most part of this match. Um and it was over pretty quickly. Tegan so the Knox- heels. Who are the heels? Because <laughs> Natalia was a face on Monday. Ah, uh, the 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 tweeners. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> um, Tegan gets the roll up off the distraction of Zelina and Liv fighting on the outside. Um, now four. Four for then, four on the first. Four for four. Yeah. On the opening. To, on the opening. Uh, if you're going down the card, like parallel. Yeah. yeah. Madness. Uh, then after, I mean, she, the, she she literally hit the shining wizard, and and that couldn't be the finish. No, nah, of course it couldn't. Of course it couldn't. Not that. I mean, they call her the shiniest wizard. It's her finishing move, but no, you can't finish it with that. No, 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 no. Got to have a roll up. Bullshit. Uh, Liv stands tall at the end, basically points to the briefcase. Um, I like that. It made Liv, Liv Morgan feel like a big deal, which is yeah, cool. And, and, then, I, so. and, and the positioning here is a real threat in the match, which is really awesome. Uh, yeah. I would be. I would be. 
banging to a Liv Morgan money in the bank win. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bianca Belair backstage walking to the wing, uh, wing, walking to the ring for her match. Uh, Ziggler and Rude like make a passing comment of something to do with Carmella. That's the first time we've seen Ziggler and Rude on TV in quite some time. Are you just mentioning this for, for Aaron's benefit, are you? <laughs> well, Ziggler put something up on his Twitter the other day where he searched for his name on the like the WWE shop. He's got no merch on there at all. And he was just like, how long is this going to go on for? <laughs> like he's not on TV. He's got no merch on there. So I ju- I'm like, you've got two really fucking solid workers there. Yeah. You've partnered them up as a tag team and now you're not even putting them on TV. Like I know shit on them a lot, mainly like just to pop out, like to, to, to great Aaron. Cause it's amusing at times, but there's no denying that both of them aren't fucking solid workers to not have them on a show. Like at any point, that's the first time we've seen them in, it must be about a month. Yeah. Maybe more, but who are the, who are, who are the SmackDown tag champions? Uh, Ray and Dom. Are they? Yeah. Okay. They're facing, they're facing the Usos on the kickoff show for money in the bank. Yeah, oh, I mean, I sorry. can't remember the I last mean, time they defended them either. No, I mean, I, 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 again, I exist predominantly in the land of tag team milk and honey. So um, <laughs> tag team milk and honey. It's like I, I, I can't get into this like inherent hatred of tag team wrestling that main roster WWE seems to have. It's mad. But at the same time, they do tag team matches all the fucking time. They're just yeah. never with established tag teams or for any sort of tag team championships. Mm-hmm. Like we had literally a tag team match at the start of the show. Yeah, and it had the tag team champions in versus their opponents. But mm. yeah, we're not going to put. But we're just still scared of like using tag. Oh, I don't. I don't understand it. I, know. I really. I really don't. I know. It boils my piss on a weekly basis. Like Rude and Ziggler, <laughs> uh, like you say, that they, they are they are solid mid level guys, and they should be in the tag team title picture in the mix. Like, yeah. and it's it's so. And you don't need to. You know the storyline. You just need to fucking put them in and let them have a match. They've got very little tag teams as it is. Why can't? Yeah like a really decent partnership two great workers that you've paired together off tv when you've already got a pretty floundering tag division how many Much- how many how many tag team title matches have there been in the last six months that didn't feature either the new day or the users canal no idea but I, I get what you're saying <laughs> oh mate um so yeah bianca's on her way to the ring for her match against carmella so it was meant to be bianca against bailey uh in a uh, an i quit match um at money in the bank but obviously bailey's injured so carmella was in the money in the bank match and instead sonya deville just said you can have a match against her instead um which is what we got now but it's on smackdown instead of a pay-per-view. instead of a paper yeah exactly um to be fair, this match was pretty good. It was all right, like for a match with Carmella in. Okay, no, Carmella's gotten gotten decent. She has, yeah, she has gotten decent. I think I'm just really tired of her kind of whole character thing. She, uh, I mean, she's gone from she's gone from somebody who needed to be carried through a match to somebody who can just have a match now. Just have a yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And credit where credit's due with these sort of things. Um, I wholeheartedly agree there. Um, and it's and it's so much nicer when Corey Graves isn't doing commentary on him matches because uh, that's a bit weird. Isn't it? Over the whole thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, the match itself, uh, as you say, yeah, fairly decent. Um, there's a couple of standout moments. Uh, there's a bit where Carmella got Bianca in the guillotine, and she was in that for a good long while. Yeah, I mean, they did like the whole like she sank right down, down to her knees, knees. Sank right down. yeah. But then in a 
feat of ridiculous strength and it's always nice to be reminded of just how strong Bianca Belair is gets her up up off the floor still in the guillotine position and then hoists her up into a vertical suplex and that drops her so down it was superb and I know I know it's a bit of a meme but that was a deserved are you kidding me for Michael Cole yeah 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 I'll give him that one I'll let him have that that was that was that was, <laughs> all right. that was worth it yeah no nah, it was really good um and then Bianca, for the finish of the match, she uses her hair to, to whip Carmella and then hoist her up for the KOD for the win. Um, yeah, I'd say... One, not- one, one thing I quite liked earlier on, they, they were sort of having a little fight on the outside. And this is, this, this is one of the inherent advantages Bianca had. She went to whip Carmella and Carmella moved and the mm. hair hit the ring post. Yeah. But because it was a hair, it didn't hurt. So didn't it was hurt. fine. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing where I'm like, well, it's a, like a... Is it illegal or is it not? You're like, well, it's a hair. It's part of it. So no, it's just like using your hand to strike someone. So yeah, it's not, not illegal. To, but, yeah, but you're not allowed to choke someone with the hair or pull the hair. Yeah, but you can whip them to the point where it cuts them. Like she <laughs> yeah. did with Sasha Banks. That's fine, but you can't choke them out of it. No, you can just draw blood with it. That's okay. But you can't pull somebody's hair or you can't like use someone else's hair against them. Yeah, it's such a, a weird gray area. Of <laughs> <laughs> what can and can't I do with my own hair in a match? Or what can and can't my opponent do with my hair in a yeah. match? Like, like, could could someone whip Bianca with hair on her? Is that okay? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we get a backstage segment with the Alpha just, Academy. Just, just when we were all having a good time, here comes Otis. Ah, <laughs> oh, clean shaven. Looks just... like an actual thumb. <laughs> an actual thumb. Um, yeah, Cesaro interrupts. Uh, I think he was saying something about, like Gabriel was saying something about the amount of people he's, he's kind of gone over and the kind of list of people and Cesaro's like, oh, well, I wasn't on that list. And then he just gut punches him. So I quite like this. So first of all, um, Gable asks Otis, like, what the smell is. And Otis says he smells fear. fear. This is good. A year ago, he would have smelled like fucking burritos or something. I smell ha- like ham hock. I smell ham. And he would have just ran off because he's, you know, he can't control himself. <laughs> just off to catering. <laughs> um, so this is better. This is this is good. This is this an is, improvement. <laughs> um, I noticed we were talking earlier about um, about um, MVP, about like, you know, say bullshit. Cesaro mm. smelled bull. Yes. He just yes. bull. He's not just allowed bull. to say shit. Just bull. Yeah, you can't say that. Not when there's um, people in the crowd now. No, no. Why? Why are we? Why are we doing this? Why are we taking something that's awful in an Alpha Academy and pairing it with something that's brilliant in Cesaro? No. Like, why? Why do we have to do this? Why can't we just? Why can't we just put all? The why shit can't we together? have nice things? Why can't we just put all the terrible things together and just leave them over there so we can ignore them? And then just let all the good wrestlers just have fun over here. <laughs> uh, we get uh, a little video package for Tony Storm debuting next week. So they put a video Hype. package out last week saying soon. We now know it's next week. Top, um, top adopted Scouser, Tony Stone. That's it. <laughs> We're also not sure if she's going to be face or heel. Obviously, she's been very much heel in NXT. But Jay said that this video package kind of made her come across a little bit more like a face. Yeah, I much prefer was, her as a heel, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, she's a bit more badass. Uh, top yeah. shout out, speaking of to- adopted Scouser, Tony Stone, top shout out to when she turned up to our independent um, wrestling uh, promotion last January at the Deathmatch tournament and then went out to a nightclub with Sesha Martina. <laughs> Awesome. I bet that was an absolute riot. Well, she went, yeah, she went to Crazy House. <laughs> oh, cr- yeah, then it was. <laughs> I've been there, I know. Still got, got, the, got, still got the scars. Got the mental scars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the VKs, fucking love it. <laughs> um, Otis versus Cesaro is up next. Um, 
this was again a really quick match. Or yeah, just it wasn't it wasn't over even really a match. Even it wasn't even a match. Just... Nah. Um, Chad causes a DQ by hitting a German suplex on Cesaro. Cesaro then swings Gable around for a bit until Otis flattens him and then hits him with a Vader bomb. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Nothing to shout about. Um, then we get Paul Heyman interview backstage. You know saying, so hang on, can we just? Can we just? I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to like rag on this, but so we have Cesaro get beat up backstage by Otis. Yeah. Then immediately afterwards, they have a match which yeah. ends abruptly, so that they can further beat up. Why not just have it a beat down backstage and forget the match entirely? Mm. Yeah. And just, yeah, just leave it at that backstage. This didn't need to happen in ring. <laughs> it was just, it's so superfluous. I, d- like, I don't know. It's just to get Otis in front of a crowd again. I, d- I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I don't see what purpose it, it served. They could have just had it, at, like you say, as a beat down backstage and, and had done with it. Oh, well. Yeah. And then we, we get a nice replay of the backstage Chief Match because if you missed it the first time, you know, here it is again. <laughs> uh, Heyman's interviewed then, um, just outside Roman's locker room. <clears throat> says that Edge will uh, have his sins beaten out of him. And just as he's saying, that's not a prediction, that's a spoiler. Big E interrupts, and it was absolutely hilarious, and he just starts gyrating, and Heyman's oh, face yes. as soon as he's interrupted. Fuck me. Positioning <laughs> Big E, even if it's tenuously, but positioning him yeah. like adjacent to the title picture. Boy. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> Needs to happen. Fucking hell. <laughs> he's my yeah. pick for money in the bank by the way oh can you imagine the pop if he gets it Jesus and if Kofi beats Lashley <laughs> <laughs> and then they, um, go, does it, then they can go all the way to the Survivor Series and they can have a match yes mate uh, after this we see Baron Corbin so if you don't know uh, the story leading into this he's lost his crown he lost it to Nakamura who's now known as King Nakamura yep. and as a result of that Corbin has just been missing repayments on his house. He's had his car repossessed. Uh, and basically, he's just depressed as anything. Like, what, out to what, no music. What, what, what the fuck is this? I do- <laughs> Who the fuck wants to see this? <laughs> You'll also be happy to know that WWE trademarked Happy Corbin a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So, so that's coming in soon. <laughs> do you know what this is? This Remember in The Simpsons where Homer gets like the telemarketing machine? Yeah, yeah. and he's trying to scam people to send money to happy dude like this is this he's, he's trying to get people to donate to his crowdfunder so he can finally be happy which at the moment has about 180 dollars <laughs> is it actually a real thing well i looked it up i think someone started it on his behalf i don't know if his one's real but someone started it up with exactly the same like information on it and last that's, time i checked that's, that's not okay <laughs> There are like actual real charitable causes in the world that need, you know, supporting. <laughs> so he comes out all kind of like disheveled, his shirt's dirty and his hair and his beard's grown out. And he comes down and just basically says like, you know, I'm, I'm not happy and I'm, I'm relying on you guys now. Like I've started up a, a GoFundMe page and I'm just asking for a little bit of help. And he's trying to be sincere, but at the same time, he's throwing in little kind of like jabs and barbs at the crowd and stuff like that. Um, he says at one point, he's like, my daughter had to eat spaghetti. My daughter's sick. She's ill because she had to eat spaghetti out of a tin instead of Wagyu beef. <laughs> and then he's interrupted by KO. Uh, Corbin asks him for his help and just yeah, says, a big, you know, huge pop for KO. Oh, massive pop. Yeah. You could see how excited he was to be out there as well. Yeah. It's so good. 
uh corbin says like you know you i know you've got money like you wouldn't think it to look at you like the way you dress and then that's the moment that chaos just like fuck this noise hits him with a stunner uh and then that leads into the last match of the evening well, which so, wait, is this, this is interesting because back when ko first debuted mm. his sort of gimmick was i need to be the champion so i can earn to provide my family yeah yeah and he was like, he was, he was literally, he was a prize fighter. He was, was like, I, I need, fight, yeah. I need to be on top so that I can make the most money, so I can yeah. give my family a good life. And that so, it, if, if, yeah. if they're gonna like loop back to that, then that's kind of clever. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. But probably not. We'll just get dog probably food not. and we'll just get... and getting stunned all over me. So, fuck's sake. <laughs> um. So yeah, this leads into the fatal four way, uh, which is all four uh, of the SmackDown side. This, this is the th- some money in the bank. Th- this is the third of three matches on tonight's show. Yeah. Three matches. Three matches in a two-hour show. It's mad. And what, one of them was... <laughs> one of them was over before it got going. Oh, no. Sorry, this is... No, 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 it wasn't. It was this is actually the fifth match, sorry. But one of them was a minute long. That doesn't count. It was four. And one of them <laughs> was five minutes long. Yeah. Four, four matches then. Uh, so, yeah, KO versus Big E versus Nakamura versus Rollins. Uh, Big E's got a new uh, Tron screen, which is I like a comic book. It was fucking that. awesome. Oh, and it was like, it, it sort of echoed onto his ring gear as well. Yeah. 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 Oh, it, was all like, awesome. it was all like, it was very like pop arty, yeah. um, like comic book panels, Roy Lichtenstein. So, I, I know Roy Lichtenstein. I'm cool. Yeah, yeah, of course you are. But no, it was like a classic, like Golden Age Marvel. Uh, so, yeah. like the, the WWE Comics logo in the, in the well, top they, corner. Well, there is a New Day comic out yeah. or coming out as well. So, yeah, this is cool. I love, love the look of that. So, so and good. It, on that massive screen as well, it looked yeah. absolutely impressive. Because, like I said, it's it's such a it's like it's, it's a massive resolution. It's I think it's 8K. It's, it's crisp. Yeah. It really popped, and it yeah. was oh yeah, oh boy, yeah, really, really, really good. Um, this was again, this was over really quickly for like a fatal four way. This had like six, seven minutes. It was mad. Yeah. Like, so are was... these are these guys all in money in the bank? Yes. So, so obviously, these, they, obviously, they didn't want to give too much away. Of course, yeah. In the match, obviously, they wanted it to just be like a, a sort of teaser trailer, didn't they, for the, for the for Sunday? Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a couple of noticeable spots in this, or notable spots, rather. Uh, Biggie hitting a huge spear to the outside right at the start of the match. Yeah, I mean, like, right, right at the start, everyone just goes flippy, don't they? Everyone. <laughs> Everyone's like, we're going to all out. dive on the outside. Like, yeah, everyone's going to fuck each other up. Um there was then a spot on the outside on the announced desk where I think it was Rollins was setting up Nakamura on to the announce table. KO comes over, takes over, takes out Rollins, climbs to the top of a fucking massive ladder. It and was hits a, a proper Jeff Hardy number it was, one. It was, it, was, it was ridiculous. And we, 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 we've we've just got table. a new ladder in the brewery that's 3.4 meters high. Jesus. And I um, I climbed up the other day to, to put up an infamenter and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is really scary. These, re- <laughs> these, these, these wrestlers are earning their fucking money when they do this stuff. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, he got some hang time and some height on that. So yeah, it's a massive elbow drop yeah. through the table onto Nakamura. That essentially takes both of them out. And then in the ring, uh, Rollins hits uh, the curb stomp on E onto a ladder to win and stand tall at the end of the show. Yeah, he sort of sets a ladder up, doesn't he? And he goes up and he takes the briefcase down and he like holds it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Foresh- foreshadowing or not, maybe, maybe it's nah. uh, maybe it's the man on the floor you need to be worried about. It is. It absolutely is. I'm not having Rollins one in that again. <laughs> well, obviously, they, they, they and they, they showed like throughout the show they showed the clips of Rollins cashing in at, um, yeah. six yeah. years ago. Six it's years mad. Ago. 
Um, <laughs> they showed the clips and obviously saying, look, he's done this before. Like yeah. Rollins is responsible for he, arguably the greatest money that I'm catching all time. Yeah. You know, is he going to do it again? Can mm. he do it again? And, and they, they, they're very much presenting him as like the, the main threat in this match, like the yeah. big sort of danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which means obviously Big E's going to win and we're all going to have a really good time. We're going to have a lovely time. It's all going to be good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was SmackDown and Raw for the week. Both go yeah. home shows before... Before we go, before we leave off SmackDown, interesting to note that they had a little advert popped up. So next week, SmackDown's taking place in two venues. Oh yes, they're doing that weird simulcast, simulcasting. Yes, yes it works so well at WrestleMania too. We're going <laughs> to do it again. Uh, so it's not only is it in Cleveland, in front of a in, in, a, in an arena, uh, it's also taking place at a hip hop festival in Miami called Rolling Loud. Yeah, that, which is really odd. Yeah, but I will see what happens. It's it's, well, it's interesting. Well, if Wale is playing at said hip hop festival, we might get him playing Big E to the ring again. Oh. That'd be fun. That'll be fun. Mr. Money in the Bank, Big E. Oh, boy. That's what we're getting. Wally, wrap it that's out. What, oh, that's give, what we're getting. Hook it into my veins. <laughs> oh, man. Um, have you got any highs or lows from uh, Raw and SmackDown? We're doing it over both shows, are we? Uh, well, we usually do it at the end of each one, but I forgot to do it at Raw. So have, have you got right. a high from Raw? <laughs> high from Raw. I mean, if you um, haven't, probably, don't feel <laughs> probably just Lashley going turbo at the end. Yeah, I agree. Um, and the low was pretty much all the writing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but specifically the dewdrop stuff, because that can fuck right up. That can fuck all the way off in the bin. Uh, yeah, I 100% agree with that nonsense. Uh, and then from SmackDown, highs and lows? Smack diddly down. Um, oof. Favorite match was probably the opening tag. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was it was they, they obviously they, they front loaded that for for maximum effect, didn't they? Oh fuck yeah! And um, and it really did it did the job. Um, Roman's the best thing on SmackDown. We know this. He's Ooh. the best thing in WWE. We know yep. this. Yeah. You know, anytime he's anytime he's not around, all the other wrestlers should be asking, "Where's Roman?" No, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was it was the best the best match on the show. Um, it's probably got like. It's got the two big. It's got the main guys, hasn't it? It's Money in the Bank's always a weird one to build to, isn't it? Because, yeah. like, obviously the main, the title matches of title matches, but the thing everyone wants is the Money in the Bank match. Yeah. So yeah. like, it's like a sort of weird. The title gets a weird backseat almost, and it feels a bit unfair to the guys mm. who, were, who were having the title match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's almost like at Money in the Bank, you shouldn't have a title match. Like maybe put the tag to it or like the mid card stuff. Like, yeah. But not have the the two because. Essentially, like the money in the bank matches are as like same, big as same, world same with the Rumble. Matches. Like, who the fuck remembers Rumble title matches? Nope. You know, everyone wants the Rumble match. Everyone wants the money in the bank match. Exactly. And when you have these big, when the show is literally gimmicked around one match, one match, that should, that should be, be the, the that should there. be the big thing. Yeah. Exactly. Like you've got other pay per views. You've got WrestleMania where you can put on your big marquee championship match. You're already but doing when... two money in the bank matches. You don't then need two world title. Well, you could potentially exactly. have three. You could potentially have three world title exactly. matches. You'd have a women's title match and the two men's world titles, couldn't you? Well, you both, that's, both women's. That's, yeah, two wins, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. So that's four matches, and you don't need you don't need those at all because then you've well got, you got gimmick match. Yeah, you've got no room for anything else. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. Uh, and also, uh, you need a bit of, you need a bit of permanence as well because like you want you want the champion going into Money in the Bank to be the champion coming out of Money in the Bank because you yeah. want you want the the fear of the briefcase hanging over the same person that's throughout. It. And yeah, it's a bit it kind of telegraphs it. And I, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think we'll see any title changes <laughs> at the uh, at the weekend. So I think the matches are pretty much moot anyway. Uh, the only one I could possibly see changing is the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. 
Oh, no, I'm talking about I'm talking about main singles. Oh, okay. Um, nah. I don't give a fuck about the titles as does WWE, so don't worry about it. <laughs> what was your low? And my low for SmackDown. Um, I mean, it's kind of tricky because it wasn't a bad. There's nothing really bad on the show. It's one of it's it's one of them. It hits that sort of AW threshold where everything's sort of like acceptable or better. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, it's Corbin <laughs> in it. <laughs> you're not a fan, of course you're not. <laughs> well, actually, no, no, it's that fucking pointless Otis match. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, um, that's my low. Otis and Cesaro, absolute nonsense. Um, my high would be uh, Biggie's comic book entrance. Specifically, specifically, specifically that thirty-second period. Just that. Yeah. Just that. Because <laughs> it, it's it's just so much fun, isn't it? And it's yeah. it's such it's so his character. Yeah, and I loved, I loved like when he, um, when Heyman was getting interviewed, he did his like entrance shout, like just off camera, right, off camera, and, and just was, walked in, just seeing the reaction, like, oh for fuck, <laughs> him coming in, just giving it all that. <laughs> He's pr- protect Biggie, yeah, at all costs, like, at all Jesus costs. Jesus Christ, all the belts, just give him every, whatever he wants, just give it to him. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was Raw and SmackDown. Thank you guys as always for listening and checking us out. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, we've been the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. You must love this podcast house in the Untitled Wrestling Podcast house.